All right. Hey, 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 you guys. My name is Denise Walsh and big welcome to the Dream Life Experience. Every single Monday, I connect with you to talk about all things coaching. And so as a former clinical psychologist turned dream life coach, I've spent the last 20 years helping people get like powerfully transformative results and helping coaches build their own programs or take my content and use it to build their own businesses uh, to make money as a life coach themselves. And so I am excited to chat with you today and would love for you to, number one, tell me in the comments where you're from, if you can hear me, if all things are good. And then let me know, are you somebody who already is in the working professions and maybe you're feeling a little bit burned out? Maybe you're a nurse or a teacher or a counselor or a massage therapist, and maybe you're at a place where you're like, this isn't quite it anymore. I know as a clinical psychologist, I got into the field because I have a huge heart for people. And as I shared in my post in Coaching for Coaches, if you haven't seen it, definitely join the group and be sure to check it out. But as I shared in my my post, within the first five years of working in mental health, I got burnt out. I was overworked, underpaid. And to be honest, I remember thinking things like, well, I hope my next job is at a greenhouse because <laughs> this isn't it. And and I felt that way. I felt like I have like I have these skills, I have this heart, like I I know that I'm made for more, but the vehicle in which I was doing it was not it for me. So I want to hear like an amen in the comments if you've ever felt that way. Like all right, I know that I'm I I want to add value to the world like you've got a mission heart you love people but the way that you're doing it right now isn't quite it. And and I I invite you into this conversation because I think we have two choices to make in this type of like when this happens, right? We can either try to manipulate our feelings and to feel good about what we're doing. And I used to do this by saying things like, all right, let me just get through Christmas or let me just get to this next vacation that I have planned or let me just, you know, I'd set small goals for myself so that it wouldn't feel so boring or like forever. And and I would try to manipulate my feelings, right, to be acceptable in the current, like to, to like what I was doing. Or the alternative to that is to listen to ourselves and use that restlessness as a sign as a as our intuition speaking to us saying you know what it's time to move and so eventually after about 5 years of being restless in my clinical psychology job i finally started to move now it wasn't big steps and in fact i was probably moving already by the time i left that job right because by the time we actually leave we've already done a lot of the pivoting work already. Um, But by the time I left that position and I started coaching online, I, I, I was like learning that to take steps towards my spark, because that was that restlessness wasn't going to go away. And in doing so, I created a business that I could run online. I could impact people from all over the world. I could work with them 
in a way I knew would support their journey and teach them important, powerful skills by providing a community that you just don't get in an agency type setting, right? And so I was able to actually help more people than I ever could in my career and in a way that felt so good and so in alignment to me. The reality is though, when you're building a business, right? Entrepreneurs will always say, uh, it's there's burnout that can happen there too, right? Because now you're wearing all the hats. You're the generating leads, you're following up, you are doing all the things. You are wearing all of the hats. And so as we grow our businesses, I teach those in the certification program how to hire, how to get support, how to outsource some of the things that don't need to be them, how to create a program that's scalable. All of those are really important things to consider if you want to start your own online coaching business. And the thing that I love talking about, even at the beginning of your business, is how to avoid that long-term burnout. So you don't get a place in your business where you go, uh, <laughs> like, I just want to work with plants. <laughs> and after 20 years of being online, I can tell you I've never once talked that. <laughs> so it absolutely is possible. So Kim says, yes, I've done that. Yes, she's been there. Oh, she's there now. Yes, 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 we get it. We've all been there. And so my next guest has been in the helping professions. Not only is she a massage therapist, but she's a foster mom of like four foster kids, three are getting adopted this week, which is so stinking exciting. And she adds massive value already into her community, into the foster care community. She works with other foster moms. Uh, she works within agencies within her community to educate and support those who are in the helping professions. But when she said yes to the Dream Life Adventure, oh, two years ago, maybe? You're, a year two, a year ago, May? Is that it? We'll have to we'll have to confirm. Um, I think it was a year ago last May. So over a year ago, she came to the Dream Life Adventure because she was burnt out. You know, she's in the helping professions herself, adding all of this value to those around her. But if we aren't careful as coaches, we can burn ourselves out here too. So I am really excited to introduce our newest Dream Life coach, Nicole Holt. Woohoo! Crowd goes wild. Hello, hello. All right. Wow, that was exciting. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today. You, I, I want to start out with your journey of saying yes to the dream life adventure to begin with, because I know you were at a place where you were like, all right, I need a loving kick in the right direction. Like you were feeling burnt out. You were having a bit of uncertainty. So tell us a little bit about why you said yes to that to begin with. Uh, so the adventure, the retreat, um, was that a year ago, May? Yes. Yeah. A little okay. over a year ago. Um, okay. so my husband got it for my 40th, uh, birthday and really I had been following you for a while. And I knew like, if I could ever be in your space, I wanted to, and with it being my 40th birthday, fostering for a few years coming out of COVID, it was definitely, uh, an opportunity to be like, I need to fill my cup. I need to get back on track. I need to do what I'm here to do and what God gave me a gift to do. And I didn't feel like I was serving that anymore. So knowing you, trusting you, I was like, I got, I got to make this work. Got to make this work. And so after the dream life adventure, tell me about the shifts that you had there. 
Ah, such shifts. So one, I would say community, um, such great support and community from everybody that I met there. But I have to say, you didn't know anyone when you came. No. And you came from California. So you flew, you flew into Tennessee. You didn't really, I mean, we meet beforehand, right? But you didn't come already having besties. Like you didn't know anyone. And yet we leave as best. I got, so (laughs) even there was like a two hour drive, hour and a half drive um, from like the airport to um, the retreat itself. And I didn't know like, how I was even going to get there. And you hooked me up with total strangers. Um, and I got in a car with Joey and Alex and was like, I don't know anybody. So yeah. Um, totally just taking a risk of, I trusted you and I needed something new. I didn't want to burn out. So, um, in massage, I've been doing that for over 20 years and seven, eight years ago, I went on stress leave. Like I burned, burned out. I was working 70, 70 to 80 hours a week, um, and taking everything from my clients home. And I started to see the same pattern after COVID. So that's why I was like, Nope, I gotta be, I gotta be in this space. I don't care if I don't know anybody. I just got to say yes. And I got to do it. Yeah. Nip it in the bud. So you really learn to take care of yourself and start implementing these strategies before you get to the point of burnout. Yes. Okay. So what aha moments did you leave after the retreat? Um, so one was that community. Like I felt like I knew people so, so well, but more so there was such a balance of like everything, head, heart, feet. Like I had time with you. I had time by myself. I had time with others. I had time to write. I had time to talk. Um, it's such a great balance of everything in between that you can really digest and reflect what you're learning, but also write it out or speak it out. Um, and I love the dream dinner because I spoke life over to my future and what I wanted for my kids, for my life, for my health, for my business. So that was, I would say probably one of the most, uh, inspiring. There's a lot of opportunities to let go, so I didn't hold on to my past and really just look at the dream dinner and go, okay, this is what I want. This is what my future is going to be. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And so we won't get into the nitty gritty details of everything, but you then, I mean, your letter was like, Mwah, that you wrote yourself to <laughs> during the dream dinner. Like you took it very seriously. And part of the cool thing about this event is it's not just about the event itself, right? It's about all the prep work that you get to do in order to come prepared for the event. And so you came to the event, you took it seriously, like you did it. And it's fun to think back to just over a year ago on what things have already taken place. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. You're adopting three out of your four this week. Yes. Um, Anything else on that list that you remember? Do you remember? You don't need to, if you yes. forget. Yes. Um, so <laughs> um, to create a FAM a ministry, so family advocacy ministry within our church, Um, and I've been able to partner with our church and a friend of mine, Belair, that we've been able to do that. We wrapped around, um, and created care communities to help other foster families, um, and our third year of our support group. So we're just kind of, um, growing in that regard. So yeah, definitely some things that I was just stuck in. I'm like, I have these ideas. I want to do it, but I couldn't get everything aligned. Right. 
Right. And so you went home and you got to work and some of it is just the releasing. Some of it is the emotion and excitement and motivation you get by being around other dreamers, by being around people that are like, heck yeah, let's do that. Rather than, you know, the whole home of the world that can be sometimes. So you left full of energy. You then ended up doing um, 90 day U-turn and you are now a dream life coach because you were like, I want to be able to create these types of experiences for, for others. For others. Yeah. Yes. So tell us about the, the people that you are working with. Uh, foster families. Um, and so that was one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about boundaries and burnout is because we live in trauma every day. If it's not with us, it's who we're working with for social workers or other providers and community partners. It's our children. And so, um, you discuss more about like boundaries and, um, how to avoid that burnout. And there's one um, exercise that I remember that was talking about perspective and our um, thought traps and how to manage that in regards to stress. And that really changed things as far as my responsibility to my energy and what I give to my energy and my clients. And so not only do I want to make sure I don't get burned out, but I want to make sure that other foster families don't get burned out because most burn out within their first year, their first year or their first placement. So retention is really, really low. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like if we can just support other foster families, recognize that, making sure that they have those boundaries and they're taking care of themselves, how much better would our children be that are in care? Wow. So you, again, are pouring into the foster families and teaching them self-care boundaries and taking care of themselves so they don't experience burnout. And you're using some of the 90 day U-turn and dreamlike principles that you learned throughout this last year. Now, some of it, you said, we're taking your thoughts captive. Why is that helpful? Ooh, um, I guess, cause it kind of checks them and make sure that there's, you filter it through for negativity. Um, but also like the exercise really allows me to put perspective. Cause like you get so caught up and that like negative downward spiral. So if you look at, you know, this person may be mad or this person, why can't they do this? And, but, and then you go, oh, well, they can't do that because, and if you switch their brain and their development, they're probably at the age six or seven, or they're still probably in an infant right now. Would I expect that out of an infant? No, probably not. Okay. So how can I provide more grace? And even for myself, like how, how can I practice more grace? And I think that that was huge and not getting so caught up on like, people are not intentionally doing things to us. Right. So not only taking your thought captive, but you learn skills to test that thought. Yes. Yes. yes and yes. and to really be like, Hmm, is this really true? Yes. And what other options are there? And yes. let's take this thought, evaluate it. And not just, because again, when we're living in chronic trauma or chronic stress, those our emotions are high and our thoughts are fast and we can be tense, but learning to slow ourselves down, slow our thoughts down, and then evaluate them helps you to then choose the thought that's the best choice for that situation rather than allowing your thoughts to kind of dominate you. Yes. And the control to know where I can control and what I can't. There's so much Mm. as a parent, but also in foster care that we can't control. A judge controls. A social yeah. worker controls, the kid yeah. controls um, from their self-preservation that 
I had to really take ownership of what could I be responsible for. And then also allowing myself to put ownership on my clients. What are you responsible for? What can you do? And I think that that's been huge. Awesome. That, yeah, I mean, again, that's a skill that you can use for life, right? No matter what tough situation you're in, because we all are going to have negative thoughts at some point. We're all going to have life happen at some point, right? Yes. So these are really important skills to learn. Now, you also mentioned that learning about family patterns and family dynamics was helpful to you in terms of thinking about um, foster families. How are you, like, what pieces do you think you'll include in your programs to teach your families? Good question. Um, I mean, one to recognize my own family dynamics um, and healthy boundaries, what I learned and what I learned, but don't want to move forward in my own parenting is huge. Um, I feel like there's so much as we're growing up that we're like, I'm not going to be that. I don't want that. Or I do want this. I do want this. But then we get, especially in stress, we get triggered and then it's just this huge spiral. So to be able to recognize that, understand family dynamics is by the age that we're seven, those are set up, but we have control over our space and our energy. And to really look at, do I want that thought process? Do I want that pattern? Do I want am I horrible? Do I not know everything? Like it just, <laughs> there's, there's so much that the reflection reflection of it is huge. Um, because there's so much from our children are in foster care that we don't know. Yeah. And we have to validate their feelings, but we don't have a way to always connect the dots. And so the other piece for me and those family dynamics is the, um, uh, the, the thought provoking, like to how to move forward and not just ask, why did this happen? But we don't need to know that what's next, right. what can you control? And I think right. that that was huge too. Right. You're right. Because I think we can stay so focused on things. Like you mentioned, we don't have control over, we can't change. And it kind of is what it is. And there's a, there's two set two sides to every coin. Yes, we want to talk about the hurt and we want to heal from it. And we want to talk about the junk. But at some point, we would need to build other parts of ourselves. And being solution focused is saying, well, what can we do? What yes. does work? What am I good at? What are the what is working in our family? Like what what is the schedule that has worked so far? You know, and you're you're focusing on what you do want versus what you don't want. And that shifts your perspective too. Yeah. The positive, um, looking at that positive. So my grandma used to say, um, positive thinking yields positive results. And so I, right before she passed away, she'd be like, Nick, I would be Googling or whatever. She's like, what are you Googling? Like, think about it with your thoughts. What are you Googling? Are you Googling rainbows and roses? Cause that's what you're going to get back. If not, if you're Googling disaster and you're like in that mindset of disaster and hurricane or dog poop, then like, that's what you're going to give back. And so that's always been a visual for me of, you know, really being strength-based, being positive and your program is all about that. It like sets it up for not like, well, why are you doing this? Like, yes, we have time to reflect, but we also let it go and then just move forward. What's positive? How can we get those rainbows? How can we get that sunshine in our life? Yeah. And, and what questions are the powerful questions that will take me there? Yes. So now that you're equipped with these exercises, with these powerful questions, you are able to support 
the foster families and I'm guessing foster moms. I don't know if it's mostly moms or, or both, but um, in a new way, do you feel like how excited are you to be able to do this with them? I'm super excited first and foremost, because I feel like I can identify those boundaries for myself. I used to be on my phone all the time, answered all the phone calls um, and knowing like, okay, you might be in crisis, but let me help you find solutions, sitting back and giving an opportunity for people to talk and for me to listen, but for them to take control of their life. I consult and do a lot of consultation. And I ask questions with that, but I feel like I provide a lot of resources. And instead of coaching, it's no, they need to be invested. I might have the answer, but they need to ask for it. They need to come to the conclusion on their own. And so to be able to do that, I think is huge. Um, and I'm excited because I'm not going to be burned out either. So while I'm helping others, I've learned how to balance more. Um, I would say even a year and a half ago when I did the retreat, everything I was breathing, drinking, reading, everything was about foster care. Like you asked me what I was reading. It was books about foster care. What am I doing in my spare time? It was foster care. I, I, I needed balance. So knowing that being in alignment for myself, now I'm practicing that. And I'm definitely seeing where others um, need more of that balance too. So you learning the skills allows you to take care of yourself, but now you can teach those skills and use them with your clients. And one of the things I think is so powerful in the coaching world is when you remember, right, uh, (laughs) that they are the ones that are in charge of their change. We're creating the space for that. And so it takes this, the onus of responsibility really, and puts it on the client and we are guiding and we're creating and we're helping and that kind of thing, but it's not our job to make sure they never have a crisis again. And, and I think that takes the weight off of our shoulders a bit to say, okay, a crisis is up. What are you going to do? And support them and, and building themselves up. The goal is that they don't need us forever right? The goal is that they learn the skills. And of course they love us. And so they always want to come back, but (laughs) like they stay in our community, but the goal is that they learn skills to strengthen themselves. And that's priceless. And ideally then they are going to teach their husbands, their teens, their family, um, their agency that they're working with those same skills. And so I'm hoping for a ripple effect to be able to retain foster parents longer that are having more fulfilled time within their home and with those children. So that our children being raised in the system are raised successful and empowered, and they can take their own responsibility for themselves as well. So there's a lot that goes along with that. Mic drop. Like (laughs) if you are excited for Nicole, put a go Nicole in the comments, because it truly is exciting to think of the empowerment you're going to give the foster families where they aren't, um, you know, living out of the, what is, we, we often talk about the like volcano that's about to erupt where you're set at like an eight or a nine and you're like at freak out mode all the time. So you're helping them to really learn skills to keep themselves in, in check, in balance. And then that absolutely impacts the energy of the home, the atmosphere of the home, the communication with the home, all of the things, which again is the beautiful ripple effect that you'll experience within your program. So if somebody is listening and they're like, I am feeling burnt out right now, 
<laughs> at my job. And I know that I want to add value to the world in a new way. And this isn't quite in anymore. How would uh, being a dream life coach support their uh, them on their journey? Well, one of the things that you said just a few sentences ago is creativity. And I can say when you're in alignment, your creativity just flows and your ideas become bigger and you dream and you collaborate and you partner and you're with a community that supports you that you don't feel stuck. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I could do this, this, and this. Like if anything, (laughs) my sleep has been off because I cannot stop dreaming and being in that creative overflow mindset. And so I would definitely suggest give yourself a space to dream again to be creative. Like if you think, think about a little kid sitting down and coloring, you know, their, their perfect picture. Oh, what would you want to do today? You know, just draw it. We don't have that chance that much in our workspace, but we should. And this can give you that chance again, to brainstorm, to dream, to create, to color your own world. And I think that that is priceless because the more fun you have, the more you want to show up. That's right. That's right. And when you're in alignment and you're loving what you do, you overflow. So this isn't about being, you know, I often think of the person who sacrifices their soul for the greater good in a sense, but in my opinion, you're, it's not for the greater good. The greater good wants you to be overflowing in alignment and doing what you love. And so when we stay stuck and we think, oh, I'll just judge through it just because my work needs me or because this is just kind of how it is, um, we're everyone around us feels that. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone feels it. We're limiting ourselves. Yeah. Everybody feels it. And so when you're in that alignment, then you overflow and that's when the ripple effects start. So if um, you anybody listening is feeling stuck and wants to learn about what it looks like to become a dream life coach, let's have a conversation. Please post coach in the comments below and I'll reach out. We'll schedule a quick chat to see if this would be a great fit for you. Um, so Nicole, thank you for saying yes a year ago. I mean, who would have thought when you came to the retreat, that that was just going to be the beginning of a new like stream of income for you, a new skill set for you, and you're going to be able to take what you learn and really create and provide opportunities um, for your foster families. Congratulations on adopting. Thank you. Congratulations. I know you're going to probably end up writing a book someday about your experience. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll put that on the docket. Uh, But it's because you continue to say yes to your dreams. Others around you are um, being reminded and giving permission that they can say yes to theirs. Thank you. Thank you for the space and the encouragement to be able to do so. Absolutely. All right, you guys, give Nicole a big virtual round of applause. We so appreciate your thoughts and wisdom today. Um, Absolutely put coach in the comments below if you want to learn more and let's reach out because that restlessness you feel is there for a reason. And it's time that we use your skills, your gifts, your passion in a way that absolutely impacts those around you and makes you money in the process. So thank you so much, Nicole. Have an awesome week, you guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, thank you.